Welcome in to Potty Pod Cinema. I am Dan. With me as always is Andy. And we're back. It's been... Did we do one? We did one last week. That was our first of the year, right? And we had a ton yeah, of stuff to go over. Yeah, we had a lot. Yeah. We still have a ton of stuff. Yeah, we've got a lot yeah. of stuff this week. Um, lots of finales. Uh, last week was lots of premieres. And I think we're a little off on who's seen what finale. The only one I haven't seen is yeah. Brothers Soon. I think the only one you haven't seen is Fargo, so we won't be able to get into the finales of those until next week. I haven't seen Archer week. either. You haven't yeah. seen Archer yet still? Oh, not, the, not the finale. Yeah. Oh, I'm not mad. Just disappointed. All right. <laughs> uh, then let's talk about the Monarch finale. I know that's something that we both watched, and it ended well. Like it, overall, like I can, we can finally give this a score. Um, mm-hmm. and it's, I feel like it's an eight, like not, not everything is an eight. Um, like yeah. the acting is kind of ridiculous. Some of the the story is kind of ridiculous, but overall for monsters fighting monsters and giving backstory to, to all those movies where there was kind of gaps and they needed to fill some stuff. I thought they did a good job. Yeah. I, I really thought they made... Yeah, they made the most out of this, <clears throat> of what it could have been. You know what I mean? Uh, and I mean, cause this could have been really bad. Yeah. And and the fact that they chose the time period they chose, I think, was brilliant. Of 2015, up just after Godzilla, they haven't exposed everything else yet. Um, and the time jumps that we saw, like uh, not just from the past to now, but from uh, the time jump we see in the finale. Uh, I loved all of that. <laughs> I thought they did a really good job with all those things. Um, I could see some of it coming from a mile away. Didn't didn't bother me though. Like, yeah. it's not one of those that like if the if the twist, you know, if you figured out the twist, it ruined the show. Not at all. Yeah, like, it was just extra. It was fun if you got if you if you got it. So uh, yeah, I, I dude, I loved the budget too. Like it felt big budget all the way through. I don't even know if it was like a lot of it didn't have to be, but it. I felt like I was watching a really high budget quality show. Like, am I wrong? I mean, even the CGI was pretty solid. Yeah, no. It, uh, where, it, yeah. Yeah, no, this, I thought for the monsters, I, I kept waiting for that to be bad. And for, it wasn't mm-hmm. too much. I mean, for a TV show, I was impressed with what it did. Um, yeah, there was some great stuff there, man. There were, and, and, I I did not expect to see so many different monsters. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I expected, you know, some reused footage of Godzilla over and over and over. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of what I thought. Which, honestly, I wouldn't even be mad at. You know what I mean? You can just, you know, change the background digitally from, you know, him de- demolishing San Francisco to him in some other town. Like, it wouldn't have mattered. I still would have enjoyed it, you know. But, uh, but they didn't. They had all kinds of fun little monsters throughout the way that were all kind of i mean just that one that like took down body and it took down heat like that was really cool yeah like, they created their own little monster that his own little like way he moved and um the 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 explanation of the uh underspace <laughs> yeah uh, i thought that I was, was like, really cool when we all, got to see it was that like, was neat yeah 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 never expected to see it this yeah season. never expected that to happen so that was really cool that we saw it um how they maneuver in and out of it was really cool so yeah that was overall 
I was extremely impressed with with the program all the way through. It was just, and I'm with you. It was a couple of the act- actors was like, oof. But yeah, Kiersey um, Clemens' you know, character was very worst. annoying yeah. through this. Uh, I mean, oh. they they gave her some backstory. And you kind of understand why a little bit, but still, it was mm-hmm. just so draining to have her the whole time. And then the lo- I didn't need the love story between her and Kate either. Like I just it didn't no, make sense. No. Like hold on. So you're 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 dating your ex boyfriend's half sister who he just met like a couple days ago? That's bananas. Yeah, it is bananas. And, and uh yeah, that could have easily been just as great as a friendship than a blossoming romance. Uh which is apparently still blossoming. Uh anyway, uh that doesn't get cut off at any point. <clears throat> they could have just been great friends. I, I it just didn't need it. Uh and yeah, I would say, I mean, the only positive thing I can, I don't want to say positive, but the only reason I can kind of see, excuse some of the bad writing is they had to have a reason based on humans of why they had to bounce from place to place around the globe. And that's got to be pretty darn hard <laughs> uh, to constantly, okay, well, hold on. Why do they need to go to San Francisco? Uh because Godzilla's there? Yeah, they're kids. They have to have somebody pay to send them there. Okay, why would Monarch send them to San Francisco? <laughs> uh, relationship issues. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like they had to... That just, felt, la- that just felt lazy, though. It's lazy, but they they made it at least... There was no part where I went, well, no, that wouldn't. they wouldn't go there. Like, they at least wrote enough of a reason for me to go, okay, fine. Like, <laughs> you just got to give me a little so I can buy it. Like, I'll meet you halfway, but just try and i felt like they at least tried <laughs> but uh it, it, to me it was more just melodramatic acting like from Kersey clemens and then from the brother both of them were like anna so i was fine i wouldn't say she was great she was fine she didn't do anything wrong uh but yeah they they tended to they tended to write them like ya that's what it felt like. YA yeah, I agree. Thrown in the middle of a really good show. Like, well, well we don't need a YA storyline. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about the good stuff. And that's, uh, yeah. I thought, I, I love the Wyatt and Kurt Russell stuff back and forth. That was great. I, oh, I, I knew I'd kind of like that going into it. Um, we How about got. Bill Randa? How about the fact that they wrote in Bill Randa from, uh, from Kong School Island? Oh, I know. That's crazy. And, and well, then bring back the young one. And then what? you think about it like, oh, Bill, you think you really let yourself go after your friends? Because <laughs> it wasn't too yeah. much yeah. longer after that, uh, after he loses both his friends, that he decides to go to Kong School Island. Well, it was 30-something years, right? No, he lost his... Remember, he loses his friends. Like It would have been late 50s. It was late 50s. Late 50s, early 60s. And then he goes at the end of the Vietnam War with um, Samuel L. Jackson. And so that would have been, what, mid-80s? Yes, almost 30 years, 28 years later. In the 60s. The Vietnam War ended in 75. So, yeah, I guess about 15. Yeah, fair enough. In the 50s to mid-80s. Yeah, so like 28 more years. That felt, that felt yeah, a little you know, more 60s to me. But, he yeah. Was, he was, he was uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, okay, one, they're different actors. We just got to deal with Yeah, them. I two, know. <laughs> two, two uh, you know, you're not going to find a young guy that looks like John Goodman. And I'm not going to, like, rush to find someone no. who's a young guy that looks like John Goodman. Anders Holm did a great job. Bit. Yeah, I I thought he was really good. I yeah. didn't know I liked I wanted to see more of that actor. Uh, yeah. but I do. Um and then 
Yeah, I, I, I just I really liked how they wrote that as part of something important for the storyline. I guess that's where I would where I, and, and a starting point, which was an interesting starting point uh, for the whole series. So, yeah, that that was great. And and the, the actress uh, from the uh, the grandmother <laughs> that uh, uh, Bill Anders and, and Wyatt Russell had the love interest uh, love triangle with. Oh, uh, uh, she, Kiko. Kiko. She, Kiko. I thought she was phenomenal. Yeah, I Kiko. thought she did a really good thought, job too. Yeah, I, th- I, I'm like, what? Okay, what else is this woman doing? Because I'm watching it. And uh, fun fact: her, uh, her son, uh, who God, I just looked down his name, <laughs> uh, who play, plays Anna Sawai's father, um, and Anna Sawai. Are you talking about uh, the Hiroshi Ronda, the actor, or the, yes, the character? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the character. Yeah, yeah, Hiroshi. Yeah, so Keiko, her son Hiroshi, and his son Kate. I mean, his his daughter Kate. Uh, all three of them in Jiri Haji. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> do, you know, do you know all three of them? Yeah, yeah I, I knew. Uh, yeah, I was kind of going through that. Well, that's another thing I, that I was excited about is at the end we see that we see the time jump. If you haven't seen, if you're not done with Monarch, go catch up. Fast forward about 30 seconds to a minute. But when we see them at the end in the time jump, um, Hiroshi is now working with Kentaro, and they're all together. And the best part about that is we really didn't get much of uh, Takahiro Hira in this show, in this season, but I think we're going to get more of him. And just all, he's, all the things that we've seen him in before, like Giri Haji, uh, Gran yeah. Turismo, and we're about to see him in Shogun, make me that more excited to see him next season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, and and they're working for the enemy now, which was exciting. It was interesting. So, uh, this is like the the anti monarch, I guess you would call it, uh, Apex uh, Laboratories, who uh, creates Mecha Godzilla <laughs> uh, in the movies later on. So you know that there's still a thing back, you know, at that point. And, yeah. And uh, if you if you're just tuning back in from fast forwarding thirty seconds, go another thirty seconds. Uh, but. Uh, we also see the big reveal that uh, of where they are when they come back out of uh, out of the, the the hole, if you will, with Keiko is uh, they're on School Island, uh, which is a blast. So, yeah, did you notice that? Oh, There's is that where they're Island. at? I did not realize that. Yeah, the building as they pan out and you go slowly to see King Kong there. It says School Island, School uh, Laboratory, Apex Laboratories on School Island. Oh, yeah, on the side that's of the building. Exciting. I, I'd miss that too. My son caught it, said pause, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, it's Skull Island." <laughs> yeah, so so season two is going to be on Skull Island, which is kind of fun because anything can happen there. Yeah, at that point, you know what I mean, and like bigger budgets, bigger budgets. And I was thinking, uh, I think it was it was God Silver Kong or the one after that, whichever one where they go to the Underverse. Um, oh, I didn't they, see. I, I haven't seen any movies since. Uh, the second King Kong. Fair enough. Yeah. So, well, yeah. The 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 most recent one they go to under space. Uh, and uh, anyway, that's where you see Apex Laboratories is the bad guy, and uh, Brian Tyree Henry and the girl uh, Eleven from Stranger Things. They're they're a big part of it. Um, but anyway, when they get there, and they actually go through a vehicle that drops them through under space, and if you see that. Um, it's taken, they used that vehicle to show an early concept of it, which they had in this show. So that ball that they dropped through, uh, you know, dropped in through mm-hmm. to the, to the underspace that's based off that. And they show 
the change in gravity as they go through the portal in the movie. Um, the last bit of news things I want to say about that is that they have a station there that they clearly have transported through it before, but also they mentioned that you have to have a Titan passing through to pass through with them. Mm -hmm. So this show did an amazing job of taking all that science that was already established but making it better. <laughs> kind of established. Like, a lot of it was very loose. There weren't a lot of gui- Like, from the movies and just from, in general, the lore, there wasn't a lot of guidelines, and I felt like they put in a lot of the parameters of how this world exists, which I appreciate. Well, if you see the newest movie, though, I know you don't want to. But, well, but I want to see Godzilla it, minus see, one, but I, I can't... There's more established than you, than you know, is all I'm saying. Okay. And Godzilla minus one is not anything to do with this timeline, just so you know. the, it's not okay. I mean, I no, don't know. No, All right, totally, I don't know anything about totally it, but unrelated. I do want to see it because the other Godzillas looked uh, after the last, the King of the Monsters one, where he fights Zero. I was like, I don't know if I can do any more. They're pretty bad. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the newest one, but it 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 did establish a lot of. It. That's what I was trying to say. They okay, were, they did show how they travel through under space. That Monarch has a base that basically has a, that's built around one of the portals that drops in and out, and it's. It was cool that you see now because you're like, where did this come from? <laughs> you know what I mean? In the movie, you're like, what is this? How long have they been working on this? And like now you see, OK, they just established a ton of history that there's a reason this thing is here and that they've been working on it for 40 years. And it didn't just come out of nowhere, even though it did the first time they make the movie. <laughs> yeah. So, All yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. Like they're going back and they're unscrewing everything <laughs> up They're They're fixing it up uh and and making it way more cohesive so props to them for writing a good story with great budget and providing a cohesive storyline throughout all these that makes way more sense than it did before yeah agreed what uh now that you've seen the full season what is your score for this i mean i would say eight to 8.5 but i will give it a nine because of what they had to work with really okay wow if, if I said build a car, but then I dumped a bunch of random plastic parts on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and you did it. It may not be a Ferrari, but I'm giving you the credit. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> you know I, I, I mean? respect like, that. Yeah. They MacGyvered a story in this. So I will, out of, yeah, out of impressiveness, I will give them a nine. I would say realistically, it was about like eight, three, eight, four, but I, yeah. I'll give them a nine because I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm good with eight, three. That sounds about right. It's at, I think at the minimum it's an eight, but yeah, I would give it like an eight. Oh, three. yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, so on IMDb, it is a 7.0, which is an 8.0 in the world world, pretty close to ours. Okay. All right, get yeah. ready. You ready? This is critics <laughs> and audience from Rotten Tomatoes. Andy is a, uh, a prodigy at this. So I'm going to give you two numbers. Oh. You tell me which is the oh. critic and which is the audience. The first Excuse one me. is a 78, and the second one is an 89. Uh, well, you just... You just jinxed me, but I. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, there an eighty nine. Yeah. There? There's no way critics gave it an eighty nine. Is there? No. I, oh, I'm gonna say seventy eight critics. Seventy eight critics. No, it's the audience. The seventy eight critics really? gave it an eighty nine. I know. I thought this one would mess what? you up. Yeah, that's that blows what? my mind. If it was the opposite, even then, an eighty nine seemed very high. I figured it'd be like seven. Yeah. I thought it, critics would give it like a seventy two. And audiences give it like an eighty to eighty-five. I I, I would have believed a nine only because people. It's kind of like if you look at what someone rates the most recent Fast and the Furious. It's like the only reason you're watching that still 
is because you enjoy it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Versus, you know, so like at this point, if you've, if you've forgiven all the movies and you still wanted to see more, like you're already a fan, you're a super fan, you know, but uh, yeah, that's 89 critics. Was yeah. there two votes? What? <laughs> I, I don't critics? seem like there are enough. Yeah. It didn't say, but yeah, that, wow. that's pretty wild. That uh, is impressive. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move on, though. We have a ton to talk about. And yeah, the we'll next one next. is from Disney, uh, five-episode miniseries called Echo. Maya Lopez yeah. must face her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace the meaning of family and community if she ever hopes to move forward. Uh, stars Alakwa Cox, who did the only thing I've ever seen her, and she's played Echo. But she was... I love how much it expanded. This expanded the little... The brief, not fair... Uh, premiere of her in the Hawkeye series, which in I was Hawkeye. like, yeah, because I watched that and I was like, oh, this film's forced. It doesn't seem, I, I just didn't care for it. But oh, in I, this, she was, yeah. I thought the fighting was cool, but I was like, I felt the character felt very forced. And this, you got a lot more backstory. I was like, oh no, this was excellent. I love this. I just watched the fifth and final episode this morning. I thought this was great. I thought she was awesome. I want to see her and more stuff. I thought the the whole cast was great. Um, Chasky Spencer, I've never seen him in anything before. Plays her uncle oh, Henry dude. Black Crow. I really liked him. Of course, Tantu Cardinal and Graham Greene have been around forever, and they're great. I liked Cody Lightning. Like I thought, this was just. Of course, Vincent D'Onofrio was awesome. This was, this was great, and I thought the character powers because you explained it to me. The reason she's mm-hmm. Echo, and I think from the comics was because she was like echo location or something. She's, she's deaf. And I, it was something like well, that. She's deaf. It, 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 yeah. But in the comics, more... could she use her family's ancestry as her powers? No, or is that something no. they made it for this? Cause that was a great decision. Yeah. They made it for this. The, the story, uh, whoever created the story for this. Yeah. They knocked it out of the park with that idea. That, that, that alone was worth the price of admission. What a great origin. You know what I mean? And, and a power origin too. I mean, that, they, so they wrote this movie with, uh, from what I read, a lot of help from the Choctaw Nation. So yeah. the uh, the yeah. So I mean, I think they did a, they worked really hard at trying to make this faithful to the Choctaw people and to and and they and they appreciated that the ancestors and the lineage that they trace all the way with pride all the way back from you know their origin story, which is the beginning of the first episode. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought that was what a great way to show love for the ancestry of their people and to tie her to well oklahoma which is an interesting place to uh like i like that 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 that's where the uh this show took place yeah. uh and yeah well, I, that's where yeah, choctaw is right great. all the choctaw casinos and all that yeah yep and and they uh you know echo i would call her appearance in hawkeye i actually thought it was kind of a decent intro i mean you know it wasn't an origin story so much uh, a little bit in that you see that no it wasn't an origin story they give you the reason behind her hatred of hawkeye made a lot of sense you know where ronan killed her her father and she got to, and she saw that mm-hmm. um and so that was like dark and like i was like ooh, okay <laughs> and i really liked that uh um that intro where she's in that room just feeling all the bass <laughs> yeah. The music is like as the traction welfare calls her in. I'm like, oh, that was like, I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. I like that whole like intro and everything. She turns around, you're like, oh, this is fun. She'd be a great fighter, all that. And then this was the origin expanding upon 
in my opinion, what they thought would be a more popular character. I don't think it kind of got the uh, rolling as, as much as they thought it might. But uh, still, the story for Echo was worth greenlighting the project because it, it was great. I love it all the way through the end. Um, I, I would say my only gripe is that I loved how she used her powers to heal, quote unquote, Kingpin. Yeah. Uh, as, as, as and the we finale. don't know what that's led to now. Yeah. And, and I mean, it looks like it was wearing off as he hits the plane. Like this is yeah. like a temporary ish thing. Um, but, and maybe not, I'm, I could be totally wrong about that, but um, I like that she did that and him just like, what are you doing in there? You know what I mean? Like, like I liked that aspect of it, but I really thought we could have used a good, five minute fight scene before that <laughs> yeah because they set up this huge final battle and then nothing <laughs> yeah Not one piece of action in the final episode yeah that most, is true it was the biggest letdown because they hyped this up as this was going to be this r-rated tough gritty street level you know continuing on the netflix narrative series and they had a really cool like four or five minute fight scene in the first episode and then that's about it uh like the action scene is her jumping on a train and then falling into a truck like it, it wasn't dark gritty action like they said it would be you yeah. know what i mean and so they finally set it up for this big high stakes you know fight scene at the end and then nah, they don't yeah they don't i agree fight. that that part was very anticlimactic yeah yeah but but i but i get way, what they were trying to do mm-hmm. and i appreciated her using that healing power Instead of fighting, she heals him. That was interesting and really cool. I liked how that happened. And then the post credits was super duper. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know what? What it's led to. So I, I we won't talk about that too much right now because that's not to do with this. But the storyline, just showing a different ancestor every episode, and then how they come to her when she needs it instead of her just being able to use these powers at will. That was also a stroke of genius, I thought. So that it wasn't like, well, just always be a fighter street shooter, be able to heal anything. Like she's overpowered. No, no, no. They come to her when they can tell she needs the most. Like, it's like, that's, that's brilliant. I like that a lot. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed this. I thought this was, it, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I can't, I can't wait for, for more of it, for more daredevil, just this whole, the Marvel spotlight universe. I'm trying to look up right now. Um, it's going to be the R rated street level stuff well yeah but i'm trying to figure out what is going to be the schedule for that and i'm De- not... uh, devil's yeah the devil's uh what's that what they call the next one uh born, uh born again or whatever oh daredevil born again yeah that's the one that's coming out right yeah there they, well i guess we will see. wonder so man looks, that's not gonna be part of it daredevil season one wonder man says it looks like the, that's gonna be part of the television series those are the only three i see is echo Wonder Man and Daredevil: Born Again. Ag- Agatha's coming out too. Uh, this but year. is that uh, is that Marvel Spotlight, or is that? Oh, are you sure Wonder Man Spotlight? That's what I'm seeing on the Marvel Cinematic Fandom thing. I mean, I don't know if that's accurate. I, that's surprising. Maybe it is, but that that seems really surprising because he's clearly one of the West Coast Avengers, which he's the last one that hasn't been introduced. So it would be odd to make it Spotlight because Spotlight means it's not going to connect with the MCU. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they're going to connect together, 
spotlight shows potentially. It says but, it says it's Marvel Spotlight, which will highlight content that does not require background knowledge of the MCU. That's smart because that way you can just jump right in. Okay, fair. I mean, kind of seems like Echo requires some background knowledge after Hawkeye, but they a little. They were able speed. to introduce her pretty quickly. Yeah, they give you a speed version of it, which was I, I was actually happy with them doing it because they kind of forced 15 minutes from Hawkeye's uh, backstory all into like two minutes. Uh, but I kind of like the way they did it and I'm, and I'm okay with it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. And I guess, like I said, I, I will say from the end, it looks like they're setting up daredevil uh, devil's reign. So uh, at some point, because that is what uh, a fan favorite storyline is. And that was like a really dark gritty version of the Daredevil world where the Punisher and Daredevil and all these people mm-hmm. uh, went when Kingpin became the mayor of New York. Yeah. Um, and it shows them on the plane. Uh, as they say, we really need that street fighter. There's no clear candidate for it, mayor. This it's year. funny. The, the news anchor is basically just describing uh, Kingpin. We need Kingpin. a real brawler. Yeah. Someone like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, Oh, hello. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. I'm very excited. It was it was a good start to Spotlight. Uh, I, I'm interested to, when we get to rot, uh, Rotten Tomatoes because I'm betting it got down a downvote party, but I could be wrong. Yeah, anything. It seems like anything Marvel or Disney where there's a woman or a person of color, like it automatically starts. Get, it just it just gets like a layer of downvotes, which is so ridiculous. But yeah, they're calling it the MCU. Oh, what? Every every well, like all the new wave of Avengers are girls, all of them. Oh, so they're like uh, I mean, I mean, if you think about it, there was only Shang-Chi. one guy in the original, uh, or one girl in the original one. Cause, yeah, there's only one because I think Scarlet uh, Black Widow was the only female in the original Avengers, right? I I don't have a problem with that. I don't care either way. I mean, I just want to. I just want a broad mix of like. A diff, a bunch of different people, guys, girls, different backgrounds. Like that's what the Avengers is supposed to be. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think a lot of the gripe right now was that they're setting up the new Hawkeye's a girl, the new Black Widow's a girl, the new uh, did I just say Hawkeye? Uh, the new Thor's a girl. You know, his daughter. The new Ant Man's going to be a girl. His yeah. daughter. She Hulk's a girl. Echo's a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're 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 running at, uh, and I did get them all. Uh, Valkyrie, Captain. Oh, Ms. Marvel's a girl. They're going to set up Squirrel Girl supposedly, which is a girl. They're setting up the new uh, Iron Man as a girl. Iron Heart. Yeah. Uh, the new Black Panther is Shuri. They're like, okay, is there going to be any men in the MCU? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> going <laughs> forward. <laughs> That's kind of like the it South might. Park Kathleen uh, Kennedy thing. Like, make her a female and yeah, make her gay. Yeah. Make her gay. Well, yeah. And that's the other thing. So, oh, that was the other one. One of the only two boys in the entire uh, Young Avengers cast of 14 people they got planned, supposedly, is is a straight male. <laughs> the other one is a gay male. Because <laughs> uh, Wiccan and Speed. This is the oh, yeah. On this two kids. Yeah. Yeah, the big one. Wiccan, Wiccan's uh, gay. Okay. Um, and I think he, in the show, in the series his boyfriend is a character that ends up being hulk's son <laughs> oh okay. the, uh, scar that they yeah showed. they've introduced so, him <laughs> so yeah they have introduced him yeah uh, yeah so yeah not uh, so yeah anyway so that's why the mcu got uh, but yeah i'm i'm all for it yeah the, the, the universities and, and especially if they're well written um but they better they better set, i wonder if they'll set up the iron Pat- or patriot the uh Oh, with Rhodey? The, guy, the guy's son. No, the guy's son from uh, the original Captain America, played by Carl Lumley. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it, we were gonna get something that. Son? Yeah, I thought we were yeah, gonna his... get. The problem is MCU is so backed up with all their stories. Like it they're trying is. to throw so many things into this, and it seems like it's so. No yeah. one knows. No one hand doesn't know what the other one's doing. Well, well, he was a, a big part of the Young Avengers in, in the storyline too. Mm. So he, his name is Patriot, and he takes mm-hmm. over as like the new young Captain America. So uh, they were like, yeah, he was. As they were going, I don't through, know if we need like, that since we have Captain Falcon. <laughs> yeah, but uh, no. Well, what's the other one? Secret Avengers or something like that. Yeah, uh, anyway, Secret Avengers. They've, they've basically set up all of these characters from both of those already. So that's why they were like, okay, so clearly one of the secret projects that's going to pop up next year is a Young Avengers movie because they've all been set up now. So yeah, I need some heroes to start them. dying off or retiring or something. Me too. Yeah, let's kill some mofos. Yeah, like, like they do in the comics, and especially if you're going to have the. Um, the Secret Wars or Battle Planet or you know whatever where you're gonna base you're basically gonna have a reset here pretty soon because you're gonna start adding X Men and yeah. all that. You, well, who cares? You can bring them back later. Um, yeah, I agree. For Echo, what would you give this? I give it a. I give it an eight. Eight. Yeah. 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 I think the lack there was a lack of fighting in some of it. the the skating <laughs> rinks. Yeah, the skating rink scene was so cool, and then to not really get much yeah. else was kind of let down, especially at the end. So I'm with you on an eight. I feel like if they would have, yeah. it didn't need to be all action. I liked a lot of the no. the storyline, but I needed a little bit more. That's the problem is they they make all these action movies that don't have good enough story. Well, this one was all story but no action. It's like just 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 add in a few. Let Michael Bay come punch up the script. <laughs> oh, there's a there's something you don't hear very often. Just, just add a little, just add a little action, and yeah. you're good to go. I think, I, yeah, I feel like if there was, I'm gonna bump it to an eight point two, just because I really did enjoy the storyline and the acting. I thought I it was too. really it was great. Um, IMDb gives it a six point one with nineteen thousand votes. That's a seven point one. Remember, all of these are usually for MCU. You kind of have to assume a lot of these. Anything with a woman or person of color usually gets downvoted. Um, yeah. On. Rotten Tomatoes. I don't really want to give you this one because because lowers of the those people. reasons, they're so <laughs> skewed. Yeah, lowers the people. Yeah, so <laughs> they're gonna downvote her. Yeah, so it's a seventy. I'll just tell you, it's a seventy-three percent from critics and a sixty-three percent from audience. Which there's no way this is a sixty-three percent, like a sixty-three percent. This it's even Agreed. if you aren't into comic book stuff. I felt like it. It went beyond that because you really didn't get a lot of com- the comic booky stuff until the end. It felt very yeah. grounded until then, so I don't know. Let's move on. We got a ton to talk about. Next is the right. season premiere of uh, the what is this season four of True Detective? Um, Ooh, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to you it. You haven't seen it yet? Oh man, it's yep. it's really it's so far it's bizarre. It's unbelievably bizarre. <laughs> it's um, really interesting, and we got the introduction to. Uh, Kaylee Reese, I think I'm saying that right. I've never seen her in any before. I, I'm looking her up, and she really has. She's been in like one, looks like one movie where she was a boxer that was like didn't really go anywhere. And then she's going to be in the Wind River Rising uh, movie coming out. Oh yeah, but yeah. She yeah, is cool. awesome. She is really great. Uh, we also get Fiona Shaw, who's been around forever. She's great. Jodie Foster, of course, is great. John Hawks has been around forever. Is great. Um, we're going to get introduced to some of the others. I like one of the guys, um, Peter Pryor, who plays John Hawks' brother, uh, son. The actor's name is Finn Bennett. I like him so far. It seems really interesting. It's an, it, it's a, like, and you it's said up, weird, though, right? 
it's weird and it takes place up in uh like super north alaska and okay. so it's basically the last day of sun is you 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 start on like the last oh. day of sun yeah oh, okay. okay and so this is nighttime huh? yeah so this okay. is gonna be uh it's and when you see what's going on it's wild i it almost seems like it's gonna be supernatural but i don't you know these were never supernatural shows uh, no no they won't do that yeah yeah um as far i, I kind of mixed that up with fargo because fargo's done that before like inexplicably like all of oh, a sudden yeah done sci-fi like why um well even the movie did it that's why they did it i don't remember the movie doing that yeah yeah the alien ship was in the movie was it it's yeah. been a long time yeah. since i've yeah, seen the yeah. movie yeah he literally they literally put it in like all their movies for like <laughs> at some point there's just randomly an alien it's like what <laughs> and that's why part of the series kept doing it because well he's like well i can't not do it <laughs> oh fair enough but um, yeah. unlike Fargo, this series, this is the fourth season. There's only been one good season. That's the first one. The second one had its moments. I really liked uh, Colin I Farrell. Moments. Yeah, yeah, Colin Farrell and Rachel McAdams together. I enjoyed. Like they were both really good actors. But the Vince Vaughn storyline kind of went off. And I started the Mahershala Ali, and I was very excited. Did a lot of time jumping, and I just never finished it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I, I, I thought two came together. It just it drug. It yeah. drug until it finally was really good. And, you know, <laughs> I just, Rachel McAdams was where it first got to me like, okay, we're taking brooding to all new levels. <laughs> Everything's negative and brooding just to be negative and brooding. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's what it felt, which I know is part of the point of True Detective. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I agree with you. So one was amazing, even though it was dark as hell. <laughs> and, it, uh, and it's too bad because I feel like Taylor Kitsch can act like he can be a good actor. I've seen him do it. I've seen him in Waco. Yeah. Like I've seen him be a good actor, but it feels like every time they give him something, he gets like the bad end of the stick, you know, like uh, they're like, all right, we're going to put you in um, uh, Lone Survivor. But the only thing is that the director has to do battle uh, battleship first. Like, well, who the hell is making a movie yeah, based off yeah, the game yeah. battleship? And so that tanked yeah. him. And then, um the john is uh was it john from mars or whatever i never read the comics apparently it was a it's a good comic book series but they just kind of ruined it with the with the movie and i never i saw the beginning of the movie and it seemed like it was like all right but i just never I made it through thought it, yeah i feel like I, we were talking about it the other day and i feel like that was underrated like it definitely had some parts where like oh, all right <laughs> but uh i thought it was better than the hate it gets i thought it was better than that yeah it was totally fine. <laughs> it wasn't great, but it was totally fine. Yeah. Uh, okay. But it got a lot of undeserved hate for some reason. Um, don't really know what it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was great as uh, David Koresh, though. Yeah. I just keep waiting for him to do stuff. Yeah. That was a. It was a. It was a great cast. But uh, he, he was a stunt butt in Snakes on a Plane. He was a stunt butt. <laughs> yeah. The, the very opening scene. There's a guy sleeping with a girl on the plane. They're they're banging in the bathroom, and then the snake comes out and bites them. That's uh, a couple naked people. That's him. That's Taylor Kitsch. Oh, good for him. <laughs> he, he did it as a fa- he did it as a favor. The director goes, "Where am I? How am I going to hire a guy?" And I got to tell him, "I just need your butt on screen." And he's like, "I'll do it." <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Anyway, yeah, that's still one of my favorite stories. <laughs> I'll be your butt. Right. <laughs> uh, next on the list is The Brothers Soon. This is on Netflix. Uh, follows yeah. Charles Soon, a Taipei gangster who settled into his life as a ruthless killer, but must go to L.A. to protect his young mother and younger brother after his father was shot by a mysterious assassin. 
yeah, this one takes two episodes to kind of get into. Like, I was still intrigued after the first, but if it it took two when I, when I was kind of locked. Okay, I'm ready to go. Let's do this. Uh, we have, I think, two episodes left. We thought we were going to be done with it last night, but there's two episodes left. Oh, good. To, okay. Till we finish, and I'm sure we'll finish that tonight because this has been, this has been like, I don't think we can watch just one show, like one episode. It has to be two because it's. It, yeah, the, I'm the first I'm episode. You. I think we watched one, and then, and then ever since then it's been two. But this has been, I've been enjoying this. This has been really good. Yeah, oh. I told you it, it's weird. It, it couldn't find its voice until the second episode, just yeah. because they had to establish them all as real in their own worlds, and then the chaos is bringing them all together. So the chaos is where it becomes fun, but that doesn't happen to the very end of the first episode. So it's like, am I watching a serious kung fu? That's all right. <laughs> is that what I'm watching? And then you get to the second one and you're like, oh, okay, no, this is great. <laughs> this is about the family. So, yeah, that's that's why I think it took the, you know, it's a story about family. It is a story about the brothers and, and the difference in the brothers' lives and their upbringings. And then can they come together and find common ground in life and all this. And loved it. Loved, loved the, mo- the, the series. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's going to be season two or not. Um, we'll see. Uh, I can't find anywhere if it was picked up or if it was made as a mini series. Either way, it just it's a, it's a great finale. Yeah, story. they all got dropped January fourth, so I'm not going to get too worried if it hasn't so far. But yeah, yeah. the ratings have been pretty good for this. I, I haven't seen the end, so I can't really give it uh, a total rating yet. Do you have one that you want to give, or do you want to wait till? I mean, it's about as high as it gets for me, man. Yeah, I'd give it, probably give it a nine, nine point five. Oh, well, the uh, highest you can give it is a ten. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Not literally. Uh, it's got to have some room for improvement. But uh, yeah, I would say 9.5. I'd say now, but it was just, it was such a, it was a delight. It was, yeah. a, it was something I wasn't expecting. And then I saw a trailer a while back with you, and really it was just, hey, look, it's Michelle Yao. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm here for Michelle Yao. Yeah. And then, uh, and these other things are happening. All right, whatever. And then I watched it. I'm like, oh, well, this was way more fun than i expected yeah uh, i came I for michelle yao i stayed for blood boots yeah oh god blood boots <laughs> <laughs> that's what i when you said oh they just introduced a character named blood boots so i was like blood boots <laughs> yeah i love me some blood boots he's great yeah the, the whole show i'm looking forward to finishing this um it's been great so far uh, you know i'm looking forward to the finale i hope there's more of it if they brought back and if they brought another season i would most definitely watch it um the uh, I'm going to give you some ratings for this, and um, they're all pretty positive. So IMDb 7.7, okay. which is an 8.7 in the real world out of uh, yeah. nearly 10,000 votes. And then on Rotten Damn. Tomatoes, um, I'm going to give you the critics and the audience, and you got to guess which one. 83, right. 92. 83, 92? Yeah. Oof. Oof. Fans, 92? That's right, yeah. Okay. The All legend right. continues. Yeah. 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 All right. All right. Yeah. That's. Uh, yeah. I see it. I mean, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It <laughs> like was. It, is, it was fantastic. And it has that element of people just like this genre. Like you can't put a finger on it. Like it's not a thing critic, critics are going to love necessarily. They did like it, which is huge. Uh, but this is definitely one of the. I mean, you just love a little kung fu. You know what I mean? You just love a little humor. You love all that. So uh, I like the boxers too. Thought that was an interesting enemy. Yeah, 
Well, I'm, we, I just got introduced to them, so I'm about to find out some more. So okay. let's move okay. on before you tell me something I don't need to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. the next one was a movie that Lauren wanted to see. And I was, okay, but that's <laughs> fair enough. And uh, it was Migration, <laughs> the animated uh, duck one. Yeah. All right, then. Okay. Uh, so we went and like all, like, there's actually some decent movies in the movie theaters. You want to see that one? All right, fair enough. So we went and saw that. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's from Illumination Studios. Um, I say it's not even Disney, right? <laughs> no, it's Illumination. They did like Minions and stuff. The cast is good. Kamel Nanjiani, um, Danny DeVito, Elizabeth Banks, Isabel Merced, uh, Aquafina, Carol Kane, My- Keegan-Michael Key. Like it's, it's got a pretty good cast, but yeah, it was fine. That's all I have to say. It got a 6.8 on here. Let's see what the Rotten Tomatoes gave it. Um Pine surpassed expectations already. <laughs> uh, yeah, 6.7. I mean, 73 from critics, 88 from audience. Audience really seemed to like it with a 1,000 votes. Right. Yeah. All right. It was fine. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Uh, next is Ted, the uh, the oh. TV series based off of the, the two movies. It's 1993, mm-hmm. and Ted the Bear's moment of fame has passed. He's living back at home with his best friend, John Bennett, and his family. While Ted may be a lousy influence on John, he's a loyal pal who will go on a, go out on a limb for friendship. Um, of course, this is created, <laughs> written, and voiced by Seth MacFarlane. Also, Max Burkholder is John Bennett. I very much want to see more of him. I liked him a lot in this. That's a that's not an easy role. I feel like to play because you kind of have to you have to be lowbrow and highbrow kind of at the same time. You have to play like a Boston like an, a Boston idiot, but also like kind of yeah. elevated in some of the the places. Um yeah, Alonic yeah. Ubach the mom plays Susan Bennett and steals oh, every scene she's in. She becomes like one of the most favorite characters. Oh this day. <laughs> oh this day. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I can't stop saying that. When I walk around anytime anything good happens. Oh this day. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah she's been was... around for all she's been around since like she the late '90s, like she's been in, work. man, put in the work. That girl has grind, has been grinding her way. I remember her from Waiting, the movie Waiting, which was a yeah, funny little yeah. one-off. Um, but yeah, you just kind of see her pop up every once in a while. But man, was she made for this role? She's so great. So I'm hoping uh, we end up seeing her in some some other so stuff. So was the father, Scott like, Grimes. Oh God, he he. I, I don't want to say steals it because he does. I mean, she steals it. But yeah, uh, he is perfect for the role like, yeah <laughs> like for the off the boston idiot dad that raises a stoner kid there you yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> that's and, the one <laughs> and is and is very behind the times uh like socially very, and he, he, yeah. he's he's racist not out of hate but just ignorance <laughs> yeah it's it's yeah, that's right it's, it's it's ignorant racists and the way they, ta- they they use that same seth MacFarlane sense of humor to tackle literally everything with no apology mm-hmm. it's just so funny like the the little bro, little niece that's like <laughs> calls him racist. Say, whoa, whoa, whoa! Did you have a black Barbie? What was your black Barbie's name? Yeah. Uh, uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she cuts. She cuts the hair off the black Barbie first to make sure it looked good before she did the white. Like that's oddly because that's oddly specific and way worse than anything else anyone said. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, and and they do they do such a great job of just keeping those jokes again, just like. Uh, family guy going we're like the middle of the next episode she just goes anna and they're like what that's the black barbie's name yeah <laughs> it's so great yeah no, i know i love it the daughter i saw it from punisher 
the niece. Um, you keep calling her the daughter. She's the niece. You're right. You're right. The niece. The niece. Yeah. She was also the on of- Orville for a couple of He pulled a, quite a few people from Orville. Uh, uh, Georgia Wiggum, the niece. Uh, also, Scott Grimes, who's been in a few of his stuff. And I think yeah. Max He was Burke- a huge part of the Orville. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he's been in a few things of uh, Seth MacFarlane's, I feel like. Yeah. Max Barakalter looks like he's been around since... He's been a kid actor that's been coming up. Oh, really? Yeah. He's been in a few wow. things. He was he in knew. The Orville as well. And I believe Elena Ubach was also in The Orville. So I think he just grabbed some people that he liked working with. No, but she's been on... She's voiced American Dad, Family Guy. She's looks like she's voiced a lot of stuff. She was in Mythic Quest. Oh, really? She's in two episodes of Mythic Quest. I think she was. I think she's the kid's mom. Wait, what? Uh, uh, Rob McElhenney. You know, he has the kid. Oh, yeah. Who yeah. You? I it, think it, it's the mom. And I think, and I'm sorry. Who is this person you're talking about? That's the mom in uh, Elena Ubach, the mom from oh, Ted. Oh, she's in Mythic Quest? Yeah, okay. she's in two episodes. I think she's the his ex-wife. Mm-hmm. And that, oh, okay. I think she was in... I think she was in Sons of Anarchy. I mean, not Sons of Anarchy. Always Sunny in Philadelphia, too. But, uh, yeah, great cast. Great. Uh, Ian McKellen as the narrator is great. They just, <laughs> That's they, right. Yeah. That's right. I'm Ian McKellen from <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, wasn't uh, Patrick Stewart the narrator for the movie? Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, yeah, no, I okay. I haven't seen the finale yet, um, but oh my god! You haven't seen the finale yet, Ted? No, no, I haven't seen it yet. Oh. So I, I mean, I'm, what have you been doing to, like, with your time? I've been trying to parcel it out because uh, I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to finish it too soon. But uh, I, it, it has been, and, and and I will totally admit this is like this is exactly my comedic that my favorite comedic style you know what i mean yeah so like like i i admit that i will like this more than others this is clear this is absolutely my favorite comedy i've seen in probably a decade like this was just, oh really i, mean, I was i've enjoyed it but yeah i don't know if i put thing. it up that high but i've really enjoyed I, it i have spit take through the whole thing like <laughs> it's just not really but i mean i have been just dying laughing on the ground I had to pause it I had to rewind it like like I don't know why this is just exact. I, I have a really dark sense of humor. So uh, the the takedown scene where he takes down the mean girl that was picking on his oh uh, my uh, god, mom, yes. I said that to like four of my friends, and oh. I was like, this this is oh Jesus, this is just the best minute of dialogue. I've it's ever heard. oh, it's so great. Oh, yeah, that's so god. funny. Well, and the sweet part after is when the mom, who's the substitute teacher, comes out and makes her well, feel better. What, that's what makes it so such a great show is that yeah they they could be so terrible to people that but then tie it in with something sweet and then throw the funny thing again i mean like when she's <laughs> when the mom's so happy and they have the whole like breakthrough scene and she's like oh my god i'm just so excited i'm i'm, I'm burning up i'm gonna go stand in the puddle in the basement <laughs> and then you hear the zap of the electricity <laughs> oh my god okay yeah she goes to the puddle they don't want to get rid of it because i like to cool my feet in the summer <laughs> there are so many good lines that's the thing is it's not like the thing is is like there's some jokes are like that fall a little flat but like the ones that hit hit so hard they do i mean they're it's uh, it's like if if you showed somebody the family guy 
a season of the family guy, but you curated only the best moments of all 20 something seasons. And I mean, it's just, yeah, it was, I can see why he wanted to call it a mini series because he's like, did it. It's perfect. Let's not mess with it. But I do hope that they end up finding a way to make a new, uh, another season of it at some point, even, you know, I think, I think saying mini series now, and don't tell me if I'm wrong and they clearly find some way to end it. But, uh, I would say mini series is an easy way for, showrunners nowadays and networks to bring out something and then not have to have the pressure of having it out in exactly 12 months yeah versus being like i'm going to take two years to make the next season you don't even know i was making one yeah (laughs) yeah i think so too it doesn't give all the other actors like hope and you don't have to keep them on well and it can mess them up too if they keep like they sign them to three seasons or you know it probably doesn't happen to two seasons and the thing is in limbo forever and they're still contractually obligated yeah, absolutely. And this is Peacock, so right? Mm-hmm. So Yeah. Uh yeah, I mean I can't imagine I would imagine Peacock begs them to make a new one. <laughs> I hope so. Am I, I mean, what do they have that's better than this? Uh, that one I playoff mean, game that they made everybody watch. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I wonder how much rate of a ratings boost that gives Ted when they signed up to have to watch that stupid game and then realize Ted's on there and be like, eh, before I delete it. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be interested. Ted. So I kind of went on a, a little bit of a rabbit hole to see what else Seth MacFarlane's doing. He wrote a uh, a follow-up to Naked Gun 33 and the Third, The Final Insult. It's directed by Akiva Ooh. Schaefer, one of the um, guys from Lonely Island. And Frank Drebin, because uh, uh, oh, I can't think of his name now. Leslie Nielsen Leslie died. Nielsen? Uh, Frank yeah. Drebin will be played by Liam Neeson. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I don't okay. know, but I think I'm excited. I'm allowing myself to be excited. You should, if Seth MacFarlane's directing it. Is yeah. he directing it? Or just, no, 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 no. No, he just wrote it. Akiva Schaefer's directing it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, you know what? Okay, though. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. I mean, if, if it's written by Seth MacFarlane, yeah, I'll give it a shot. He's also writing something called Star Wars Detours, a comedic look at some of our favorite characters' more mundane moments during the reign of the Empire. Apparently, it was created by George Lucas, and they got Zachary Levi. Oh, and Seth MacFarlane will be voting. Todd Grimes as Chewbacca. Zachary Levi, Seth Green, Donald Faison, Brecken Meyer, Seth MacFarlane, Greg Griffin, Felicia Day, Chris Summer, who's been in some stuff, Nate Faxon, Billy D. Williams, Weird Al Yankovic, Jennifer Hale. Yeah, Ahmad Best and Anthony Daniels. All right. Interesting. Because that, it's interesting going down rabbit holes for those people because like they're they they'll create stuff. Oh my god. And then oh that's just yeah, the TV yeah, show. No, I, dude, I'm couldn't be more excited about that. Yeah, you need uh, to finish boy, you got a lot to catch up on when you get back. You've got True Detective start, um Ted finish, Fargo finish, Archer finish. Oh, you got a busy, and yeah, we got some stuff starting too here. I'll tell you, here, here's something odd. Um, he's got a TV, or he's got a movie that he wrote uh, the screenplay for that's coming out called The Winds of War, and it says a legit war movie. Hmm. Yeah, from Seth MacFarlane. That's all right. <laughs> Get back in your box. <laughs> no, nah, I'm no. I like I'm to see kidding, him because I feel like he knows story structure. I'm interested to see what uh, what that looks yeah. like. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I was totally kidding. Yeah. No, I'm into it. Yeah, I, I mean, that guy, he's earned my 
my uh, my viewership. I'll give it a shot. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Orville, I lost interest after a bit, but uh, Yeah, I did too. <laughs> yeah, it started getting it started getting more preachy than fun. At first it was fun with a little preachy, then it got more preachy, less fun. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, I agree. Um yeah, Ted, I would give probably like an eight point seven to a nine, I think. Probably around a nine. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I, I get it. So I haven't finished the finale, but I mean, I give it a 10. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I figure yeah. you do. <laughs> um, yeah. IMDb gives an 8.1 with 6,000 votes. That's a 9.1 in the real world. And then uh, I think this is going to be an easy one for you. Uh, I've got two scores on Rotten Tomatoes. You ready? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 60 and 90. <laughs> 90s audience. Yeah, that's a pretty easy one. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. All right. Uh, yeah, new critics wouldn't like uh, said takedown minute that I told you about. That alone would make critics drop at 10 points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Next yeah. up is Percy Jackson. I haven't seen this yet. I plan on watching it at some I point. Have. Yeah. But uh, I'm at, are you watching this with the kid? Yeah, watching with the kid, yeah. both kids actually. Uh, they've been very excited about him more so because he saw the originals. But uh, he he's been, you know, Percy Jackson's probably, I would say, the ultimate YA series. Yeah. Like that's the first action adventure series for kids. I mean, Harry Potter, and, I think, would be before that. Well, I, I I think what I mean is you can be like seven and get into Percy Jackson. Like Harry Potter to read it, I mean, you got to be a little bit older. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a complex book for a seven-year-old. Yeah, but, uh, but a seven-year-old can read Percy Jackson. Like it's 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 not that hard. Uh, it, it's the lowest common denominator. <laughs> you know, it's Greek gods. Uh, but uh, but yeah. Anyway, it's uh, no, it's really good. I mean, the the first Percy Jackson movie wasn't terrible. Um, Oof! It was. It I, see, I read the books. It wasn't the best. I read the uh, books, which were really good. Like that series was. I read the first series. It was really good. I was impressed with it. The book, the movies were way off base. Like they they messed it up yeah. really badly. And like okay. overall, if you didn't know any of this stuff, the movies are like it's all right. But they left so much out that it kind of okay. took a lot of the soul out. Which nuts is they even went and said, "Look, who's the best at this?" Chris Columbus did the first two Harry Potter movies and knocked it out of the park and set the tone. So they got yeah. Chris Columbus, and yeah. um. Yeah, it was just, I don't know if it was too much studio involvement, which I could very much see, but it was just, yeah, yeah that one was not great. Yeah, th this one, I mean, honestly, it hasn't been that different from the movie. And we're, I think, episode seven just came out, or six that we just started. Uh, came out yesterday. Um, it's it's good, though. Uh, the kids are younger than they were in the movie by a little bit. Because uh, obviously they're gonna, it's gonna take five years to make it, right? They don't want twenty-five-year-olds playing the Percy crew. Uh, yeah. But, but um, the kids are doing actually a really good job. Like the kids could easily be the worst part of it. Um, they've got a lot of fun cameos for the adults, you know, and that are watching it with the kids. So it's very clearly made for kids. It's Disney Plus. It's aimed at kids, just like everything else on there. You know, like Turner Hooch was all those. But um, it's it's silly, fun, you good, whatever. I'd say it has. Unfortunately for you, probably a similar tone to the first movie, <laughs> uh, somewhat. But uh, I, th I think it's better. I would say it's probably only better because it's more. You know what I mean? So it's they didn't have to cut it down to an hour and a half. This is, you know, thirty-minute episodes. There's there's eight of them. So yeah, they got four hours to tell the first movie. So mm -hmm. there's more character development and 
you know, nuance to the different, uh, uh, to everybody that you've met so far, because they don't have to rush each scene to the next part. So yeah, so far, I mean, I give it a, I give it a thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I could rate this or yeah. ratings, but, uh, and, and it really depends how it ends too. Um, this looks like it's one that could be, it's like snowballing towards a big finish. You know what I mean? Down, down towards uh, something big. Uh, and, uh, but if it doesn't, if it doesn't land right, like, uh, it could be pretty bad, but, uh, so far so good. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, I see Timothy Omenson's in it. I love Timothy Omenson. Good to see he's back after yeah. his, uh, Oh, don't, don't look at the, don't, don't look at the guests. Okay. Yeah. You don't want to ruin that for yourself. Fair uh, enough. Yeah. They're, they're, it's basically there's a, like a new God episode and each time it's like a, a fun celebrity that, that we would care about the kids are probably like, who's that person? <laughs> yeah, fair you know enough. I mean? But we're like, yeah, it's it's Lassiter. All uh, right, you know, it's, yeah. Um, good IMDb gives it a seven point four, which is on seventeen thousand votes, which is an eight point four in the real world. And the I'm not going to test you on this one. The audience gives it an eighty three percent. The critics gave it a ninety six. Wow. See, I would have gotten that wrong and not. Because I think it's uh, something a fans would give a ninety six. I think eighty is probably more accurate, eighty three. But uh, I, I just wouldn't have guessed critics like it. <laughs> yeah, I never, never would have guessed that at all. I mean, but it, but it's yeah, it's, it hasn't been bad. So I mean, I, it's hard to recommend to an adult because it's clearly meant for kids. But if you don't mind that and you're just like, I'll watch this little kid show that I liked and I read the books and I was young and everything, like it's enjoyable. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up is self-reliance. This one, if you are listening to our, uh, coming soon, this is when we were talking about our coming attractions. It yeah. is, uh, written, directed, and stars Jake Johnson. Given the opportunity to participate in a life or death reality game show, one man discovers there's a lot to live for. So basically what it is is, and this was weird. So Jake Johnson's character, Tommy, um, his girlfriend broke with him like two years ago. Now has moved on, has a baby but what's nuts is he still has like a framed picture of her next to his bed he's living with his mom like like life is not going well and andy sandberg who plays andy sandberg shows up in a limo for this group of people because they paid him to be a spokesperson saying look basically if you last 30 days people are gonna hunt you for 30 days if you last that long without dying you get a million dollars and the stipulation oh, wow. is the only time they can kill you is when you're by yourself. So if you're with another person, they can't kill you. And it starts off kind of funny. The trailer looks funny. Um, his two sisters are Emily Hampshire and Mary Holland, which, oh, wow. yeah, really good call. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Uh, uh, it's, and then Anna Kendrick plays the love interest, but it's kind of nuts how, like, there's a lot of really funny parts to it, but at the same time, you're like, is he, is he? Is this all in his head? Is it not? Is it real? Like you don't really know what's going on the whole time, but uh, it's it was interesting. It was interesting. Um, I'd like to see more from Jake Johnson. This wasn't the greatest. Um, it oh, just that sucks. Yeah, the yeah. tone changes too sharply, and so it's like it's kind of hard to That's, have yeah. a warm like a warm fuzzy ending or a satisfying Those ending. Movies- yeah, those movies, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, I haven't seen it, but I know exactly what you're talking about. And these, the, a lot of these 
writers and 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 stars that are directing their their movies. I don't know if he directed it, but he did. A, a lot of people. Oh, he did. Okay, so a lot of they all want to have this like non-specific genre movie right or, or tv series where it's like a, you know how they started the dramedies a while back and then you know they're, they're just mixing genres i see a lot of people do it and it's just so hard to blend the tones correctly mm-hmm. and, and and when it's done well it's unbelievable because there's just you know what i mean like it's unbelievable it's like the ghostbusters movies you know what i mean like when we're like do you know how hard that tone is <laughs> yeah. to be comedic and horror? <laughs> like those are two hard things to blend together and still be okay for kids. Like that is hard. I feel like and Parasite's kind of the ruler for that. Like that's what all oh, others will yeah. be measured because that one's like the best at it. But yeah, it's that's insanely a- absolutely. difficult. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and, but I mean that's I mean both and both are different movies. Like one's for adults, one's for kids. But I mean it's like either way, it's like if you get that slightly wrong to one side or the other whole movie falls apart and same with the drama comedy same with like oh yeah i i can totally see that going the wrong way and because there's i i would say i would almost say that was my only gripe with that do you remember did you ever see vengeance uh with, oh uh, with uh, uh, B, uh bj novak yes oh i BJ love that i love that yeah that was great i i, I loved it i i i thought that my, my only gripe was at the end like it felt like I don't know. It it was just very sharp. I guess a very sharp turn. I liked it though overall. But uh, that was my only gripe. I would say it was just like felt like a really quick sharp turn. But <laughs> but I'm with you. Like it, it's just really hard. So I, I still I kind of want to see it. But but I but I think I trust you enough that I that I'm not going to waste my time. <laughs> it's the, uh, I mean it's not bad. It I'm not saying it's not worth happens. seeing. It's just yeah. it changes tone a lot and it's. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot of there's good parts to it. It just seemed a little jumbled, and I'd look. I'm interested to see. I like Jake Johnson. I'm interested to see what his next, uh, the next thing he writes directs. I'd be interested in seeing what that ends up being. But did you ever see was, Drinking Buddies? I don't think so. Did he do that as well? I think that's what it was called. Yeah, he it was with him, uh, Anna Kendrick, uh, Olivia, uh, uh, Un. Nope. Drinking from buddies. house uh olivia wilde jesus christ thank you god olivia wilde yeah and i forget who the other dude is in it but uh it's basically a, you know a couple of couples he directed it he did not direct it i, I was just saying so. it was it sounds very similar probably where he met Andrew kendrick but uh um you know two two couples go you know that are drinking buddies go to go yeah. to together or whatever and he and olivia wilder drinking buddies who clearly have something for each other but uh it, it's a very similar and like it's it's trying to have two genres going together and they just if they lean too much on one they drop the ball on the other and then they try to overcorrect and they drop the ball on the other and it's like ah this could have been really great but the director just didn't quite understand how to do it you yeah. know what i mean it was just, it was too hard to, of a balancing act so yeah all right yeah uh, said I love Jake Johnson. So yeah, I do too. I mean, I'm not saying don't watch it. Like, chances. well, let me talk about some of the 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 scores just because. I mean, this yeah. might sway you one way or the other. It got a sure. 6.1 on IMDb with 4.5 thousand votes, which would make it a 7.1, which is probably 6.8 to 7.1 somewhere in that in that realm. Um, Rotten Tomatoes uh, critics gave it a 73, audience gave it a 63. So. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, it's somewhere between there. I it's I don't think it's low enough to be a sixty three, but seventy three I think would be the highest. I think I would give that, uh, and that's probably too. High. I don't think I would give it above a seventy. But okay. yeah, okay. yeah, it's too bad. But yeah, I was hoping for more. Next is uh, I guess we can't talk about Fargo. Oh, Andy. Oh, I've got two episodes left. Yeah. Two. Yeah. You're that far. Oh man, nine, it's been good. Half, half of nine still to go, and then uh, yeah, ten. So I'm really excited about watching the end of it. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been so incredibly good. Yeah. Oh, I envy you that you get to watch the I the last two maybe, together. I think. I think. I don't know if any will beat the first one because I don't think I knew. I didn't really know how that would be and what was coming. But it was really good. But this one, like, it, it may it may beat the first season for me. I don't know. That's the best one? Yeah. The first or second, I think. I really enjoyed... The first season was great with uh, Billy Bob Thornton. The second one, mm-hmm. though, was, was really great as well with... Um, it was. It was. Yeah, I feel like one and two... Oh, man, that cast is bananas. Yeah, I feel like one and it two... Great. Yeah. I don't have... I'm uh, the, equally as good. Which one was three? Three was, I think three was Gene Smart. Well, the thing is, three was really great. I think four was the only one that had an issue. Oh, three no. was you and McGregor. Three, right? yeah, you and McGregor. That one was fantastic. Now, and Mary yeah. uh, Elizabeth Weinstead. Yeah, I'm forget. I I forgot. I forgot. Nope, nope. That might be my favorite. You know what? I love Fargo. <laughs> you what? I love all of this. I love all the seasons except for one of Fargo. <laughs> I said I forgot. Yeah, four. No. Yeah, four was the only one. I didn't make four it all the way one. through. But even four had really good. I did. I liked the ending of four. I, never, I don't think I made got, it that far. It got really slow in the middle. Yeah, it got really slow. And that in the was middle. a the, dynamite. The Jesse too. Buckley was a really fun uh, introduction. Chris Rock did way better than I thought he would at his role. Um, there were a lot of good things to it, uh, but it just got it just drug. It just drug in the middle. Yeah, Lauren hasn't seen those, so we're gonna go back and watch Timothy Olyphant in it. Yeah, uh, we're gonna go back and start with one and watch those over. So yeah, I'm look, I mean, yeah, I'm looking I, forward to push that. through four, just because there's something at the end that's pretty fun. The but, fact that I can just watch them all in a row instead of having to wait a week, I think, will help with four. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah, there's yeah. Push through four with the just have fun with the finale because, like I said, there's something at the very end that's a lot of fun. All right, um, and then last on the list is the second season of What If. So I finally finished it. I savored it. Uh, uh, it was very difficult, but I savored all of it. I'm and uh, it took me a while to get through, and I'd regret nothing. It was excellent. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. I loved it. Uh, I liked the ending was interesting with, although uh, the only thing with it is that um, the heartless Dr. Strange character, I'm getting kind of tired of. Like, I felt like, yeah, it, like in this one, he was just going to help people out, supreme. transport people. I'm like, I'm good with that. But him being the villain again, I'm like, ah. And it's for the same reason as before is that. Um, he didn't it's for Christine and I get that, but I feel like he kind of, yeah. it seemed like he'd worked through that and they went back to that. Well, cause they didn't really know what to do. Now it was cool how you got to see all these different versions and I want to go back and watch it on, you know, half speed so I can kind of catch all the things or probably just go to screen, rant, you know, screen rant or one yeah. of those and just see like the Easter eggs that were all in there. Oh yeah. And all those fun characters that were there. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, 
No, it, like overall, I enjoyed this one. I enjoyed this season, I think, just as much as mm-hmm. yeah, maybe a little less, just because I think this ending, because of the reasons I just said, was a little less anticlimactic. But I liked the Avengers in 1602. I thought that was fun. This was just a f- more fun one, I think. The I first mean, my one, only... Yeah. Sorry, I, I was just saying, my, my only gripe would just be that, like, I don't think there needs to be a season finale. Like, I enjoy What If. Like, like I... I yeah. I would rather them do a season that's not a season. Like, do really interesting, fun stories that start and wrap up each episode. Yeah. Like, I don't need a through line. Uh, I, I don't need that for what if. That that almost defeats the point of what if. Now you're just telling me a, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, you now you're just telling me a multiverse saga, which is fine, I guess. And it's kind of what what if is, but it's kind of not. And uh, I don't know. I I would like to see like. The episode of Strange in season one, where it was like this sad, oh my that god. That was dude. excellent. Oh man, that was so good. Do yeah. more of that. Do more of that. Bring me, you know, I want, and I don't want to know how it is. It's, well, Black Mirror all ends badly, but yeah. <laughs> like, I, I want like a mix where like, <laughs> this may, oh, I was trying to think, uh, Love, Death, Robots. Like, uh, bring me one where I'm like, this may be a really uplifting, great one. This may be a really horribly gut-wrenching, sad one. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't I'm with you on that. I want to the end of the episode. Like, you know, and, and I like that this season they had a little more fun. And they're like, let's do a Blade Runner. Let's do a Die Hard. Let's do a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All these different episodes. Like, okay, yeah, no, I'm here for that. You want to do a Death Race? Hell yeah, let's do that. <laughs> like, I don't care. Um, but, uh, yeah, just... You know, make a good, compelling story from beginning to end, and don't worry about a through line anymore. But I feel like they're really trying to set up Captain Carter for Secret Wars, which I'm actually excited about. I love yeah. that idea, but I feel like I've seen enough of her that you don't have to do that. No, <laughs> I, I want Captain. I want a live action Captain Carter. I the the first season no, of the show was saying. excellent. Yeah. Um, yeah. They kind of torpedoed it with the second season, and I'm glad they're bringing it back here. And I think she's about to. She's about to ex- explode, uh, Haley Atwell, because yeah, I think she's going to be the Impossible. new Mission Impossible lead. Yeah, yeah, I think you're probably right. So I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that could be, that could be a whole lot of fun. I yeah, I tell you what, I'd like for, for a finale instead of like the 30 minute ones, make one like 45 minutes to an hour and just a little bit more in depth. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> no, totally agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't limit it to the. Don't say it has to be 30 minutes. Just say, hey, you know, do a story. We'll try to animate it. Let's keep the cost down to a degree. But, like, if you need to tell it in 44 minutes, let's do it. If yeah. you need to tell it in 28 minutes, let's do it. Whatever. Let's and, just, and since yeah. these can all be told modularly, I mean, for, so far as they they played one of the ones that they made in Season 1, they brought it out in Season 2, the Gamora story. Yeah. Um, yeah. That There's you, one that... They didn't finish also for season two that's coming out season three. Yeah, so I'm good with that. Yeah, so they you can tell them separately. So just, just create them all. And if there's a story that you just need more time or you want to expand on, honestly, also, none of these have to have time limits. I feel like for 30 minutes, I, the, no, make them no, as long. No, no reason for that. Yeah, or as short as they need to be. But um, yeah, I liked all these. Dude. Which one was your favorite one? Ooh, I got to go back and think on that for a minute. Yeah. Um, Wow, this is funny. The highest rated episodes for this season were What If Hella Found the Ten Rings, which I enjoyed, but it wasn't my favorite. Oh, I thought that was, yeah, that actually to me might have been one of my favorites. It's, I mean, I enjoy, I, I liked it a lot. I loved it. And then The Avengers Assembled in 1602, I enjoyed it, but it wasn't my favorite. Uh, the Blade Runner one, Nebula with the Blade Runner one, I think is my favorite. That's the first one. That, I love that one. That was that really one. good, but you know what? No, I, I, 
funny you say that. I would say that the Hell one was my favorite. Really? Okay. Uh, I I really loved. See, that's that's what I want, and it's you know a different story, but uh, uh, that takes characters we know, but twists them in just the slightest yeah. degree, and it makes it a big impact. Like, I don't want to see what if there was a different crew from from in game. Like, I, it's going to be about the same, right? Like, <laughs> it's just going to be slightly, you know. Yeah. But like, yeah, I love the idea that Odin did the same thing with her as he did with Thor, with like when you're when you when you're basically mature enough to wear this you're gonna have this power back and so she had to go learn what humans were and appreciate mm-hmm. life before she could and the idea of death before she could be the goddess of death i was like that that's great that's a powerful story I yeah like that. that's that's okay do that and even if it's not your favorite like that idea of that like let's let's do shows like that like that was that was what was exciting to me so, yeah um that might yeah, i mean I, it's probably fourth like i think I, the Nebula Nova, uh, Blade Runner one was my favorite. Then probably I really liked the Kahuri one, Kahuri one, or the um, Captain Carter and Black Widow Kahuri fighting the solid. Hydra Stompers. I enjoyed that one. I would say that that one's probably tied with the What If Hella, but I wouldn't have thought that. And the Avengers assembled in sixteen oh two. That was fun. I enjoyed it. It was silly. Yeah, um, it's okay to do a fun silly one every now. Yeah, now I'm, and then. I'm, I'm good I'm, with that. I'm totally fine. Like I, I always laugh at like the cheesiest what if ever i remember it still like has like the comic version of a razzie for it was uh that uh what if wolverine was lord of the vampires oh yeah you told me about that <laughs> punisher asked the hunt on and basically kill the whole Marvel universe with you know good guns that he's made with stakes and uh so it's just a human verse like yeah and then wolverine's like on the throne bloody throne with, with fangs and claws both and uh and his already you know because he, he was famous for the bloodlust already uh so yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty dark and crazy but it's so cheesy terrible but like that's also one that would be hilarious like after blade comes out where like <laughs> a blade wolverine as a as a vampire like a nod to that like you do a silly one every now and then is my point they don't have to all be so super serious but i i like the idea of throwing some like marvel zombies was a great idea i think yeah. it's a bit much that they're going to make a whole series. I don't really need Well, that, I mean, there's a comic that goes along with it that's... Yeah, that's what I was going to say. If, they, yeah. if they've got a good story, okay, I can watch that. They're clearly just making The Walking Dead with Marvel heroes, but okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch I it, hope I they guess. pull some from the comics, too, because there's some dark ones. I haven't read them. There's some... Oh, I love those. Are The Uncanny X-Men ones were kind of one-offs. Those are cool. But, like, <laughs> there's one where Submariner marries um, uh, Sue Storm, and Reed Richards gets so jealous of Namor, he basically tries to wipe out Atlantis. It's like super dark. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those get kind of dark. Some of them are pretty terrible. But uh, I, yeah, I wouldn't mind if they pulled some from there. Uh, that is everything we have for this week. Uh, the only other thing we're going to be watching is uh, the Texans win over the Baltimore Ravens on Saturday at oh, 3.30, yeah. if you're interested in that. That's right. Um, and if that does interest you, come check out Potty Pod Football our football podcast, we're starting to break down all the different positional uh, positions, positional positions, all the different people for the different positions in the upcoming 2024 draft, um, as well as all the games coming up. So please join us over there if you're into football. Until next time, catchphrase. Ready retort.